RTL Original Podcast. Taking inspiration from the iconic Blur smash hit of the same name, this pod takes a look at some of the greatest records ever made and argues why their second track is more often than not that album's best. Join me, Stephen Steps Low, for a look at some of the best and sometimes worst second songs of all time. For this week's Song 2 episode, where we trial the name, the pod where Steps tries to get artists to validate his theory and fails miserably, we catch up with surprise chef stalwart Stucky, and he is a child of vinyl, in that there are sort of two track twos, one on the A and one on the B side. Anyway, he's having none of it. Yeah, wonderful. Just like a, you know, you all listen to RTL exactly. Radio. Yes, please. Yeah, wicked. Okay. Good to go? Yep. Hey, this is... <clears throat> Beg your pardon. Spotlight's on. Thank you very much. Now, the reason I asked if you had a bit more time is I'm, I'm running a podcast at the moment called Song 2. And the theory behind the podcast is, is that the second song on a wide number of albums, classic albums, recent albums, is oftentimes the best song or at least the most important song on that record. And I'm asking musicians and other people what their thoughts are on that and track listing in general. What would your thoughts be then? Do you follow the theory that the second track on an album is that album's best? That is that is new to me. I've actually I've got a bunch of the stock from the label here, so I'll just have a look at what what the song twos are on kind of our records and see if I agree. Grin and Circle will be the the song two on the forthcoming album. Circle is song too. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, we we kind of uh, actually disagreed with the label on what the track listing should be on this record. When we do our sequencing, sequencing is very very important for us. When we do our sequencing, we like the records to kind of flow gradually and kind of tell a story. Sort of start low, peak in the middle, and then to kind of peter off. I think it might have something to do with the fact that. Jethro and I are DJs and when we DJ we're thinking about building sets incrementally rather than taking left turns and changing the pace all the time um, whereas Big Crown felt that on this record it was more important for the track listing to be kind of dynamic and for it to actually shift in ways that are unexpected so Grinner's Circle wouldn't have been the second track that I would have put forth I don't think Grinner's Circle is going to be the best song off the record or the most important song, although it is an interesting tune that people might find a little bit different as some of the stuff we've done in the past. Um, on the last record, which is called Daylight Savings, the second track is called Deadlines, which I think is could well be the most important track on that record. That's definitely a tune that we're very proud of. Um, and on the first LP, Herbie Hempel. That's one that 
we thought wasn't necessarily an important tune, but I think had a bigger impact with the audience. Right. But we didn't think it was that good, but it's one of the tunes that people who bought the record really connected with. Yeah. In that respect, I guess your audience often knows more about your music than you do. So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good theory. I'd, I'd subscribe to that. Well, I, I'd give you some examples. Um, Paranoid Android by Radiohead is a song too. Um, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor by the Arctic Monkeys is also a song too. Paranoid by Black Sabbath is a song too. Um, Nirvana's In Bloom, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, I Want to Be Your Dog, that's a song too. Uh, Massive Attack, Karma Coma is a song too, for example. So as I started this off, it was just supposed to be tongue in cheek. And now that I'm going through the list of albums, there is a surprisingly high number of song twos that they might be the commercial song, but I was interested to find out from the artists themselves if it's weighted to the front of the album so that the second track would be the first track is obviously the introduction to what you are trying to say but the second track then needs to be the one that people stick with you or they or they leave especially in this modern age yeah that's really interesting you know i, I think when we make records we're more concerned with the kind of story that the album tells um i use the word story sort of figuratively but um We've never really thought about it, about it like the second song's got to be really strong, otherwise people are going to turn the record off. We've never really thought about it that way. Um, we're yeah, just more concerned with the pacing of the record as a whole, because most because all our records come out on vinyl, and that's a really key way that we interact with music. We definitely think about side A versus side B, and you kind of have two opportunities to start and finish a record by the way that the A-side starts and finish and the way that the B-side starts and finishes. So yeah, I reckon there'd be, at least on our music, there'd be as much of a case to make about, you know, side B track two being, having that track two purpose as much as side A track two. Wonderful. Thank you very much for indulging me with that. Mm -hmm. 